Thank you for joining us for the Change Lives, Changing Lives radio broadcast, a ministry of New Day Christian Church. And remember, if you are ever in our area, please stop by. We'll make you feel right at home. Now, let's join Pastor George Logan for today's message. I want to talk to you about something that, that, um, that I think is... Um, as we close out 2019, I, I believe the Spirit of God gave me this. Um, but it's something that we don't like to talk about a lot because it's very difficult. It's a very difficult thing. It's a very difficult thing to do even. Um, but it happens, or it, it can happen. Some of it's voluntary, some of it's involuntary. I'm talking about the voluntary kind that we're going to talk about this morning. And it's really the only route to true and lasting growth. And um, so I'm going to read a few scriptures, and then I'm going to just give you some takeaways from, from what I believe uh, the Spirit of God gave me. If you would turn to Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 1. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, and he said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I am giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set your foot, you will be on land I have given you. From the Negev wilderness to the south, to the Lebanon mountains, to the north. From the Euphrates River to the east, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instructions continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I want us to go back to the top, and then we're going to look at a couple more scriptures here. But it says this. It says, after the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant. After the death of Moses, after the death of Moses, after the death of Moses, And then verse 2 says, Moses, my servant, is dead. And so what I want us to look at this morning is the positive side of death. So if you're taking notes, you can write that down. The positive side of death. Joshua had been following alone as an assistant to Moses for many, many years. He had seen all of the challenges that Moses had gone through. Moses was considered the most humble person ever to live. And he was a successful leader. He had some blunders, 
He had some situations. One of them actually kept him out of the wilderness. Um, and he dealt with people, a lot of people, actually millions of people. And in it, he had a lot of times where he felt like, I'm certain, giving up. As a matter of fact, the reason he didn't go into the, the promised land was because he got upset with the people and instead of speaking to the rock and honoring God for water to come out, he took a, his staff and hit the rock and the water gushed out. And, and it dishonored God in the sight of all of Israel. But I think it was out of a long, um, I think he had been just, man, these people, these people, these people, these people, these people. And then, and then they were whining again and he just like, I just, I, and he hit the rock and he dishonored God. Well, Joshua had seen all of this, and he had seen what Moses had gone through. And then God one day tells Joshua, Moses is dead. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now you, Joshua, you're going to be the leader. I don't know what was going through Joshua's head exactly, but I do know that after that, God told him, be thou strong and very courageous. Don't be afraid. So it, it led me to believe that it wasn't a cakewalk. It wasn't something easy that he was calling him to. That it was going to take some work for him to assume the leadership of Israel. That it was going to take courage to do so. And he was going to have to be very courageous. He was going to have to be strong. And, and so what I would say to each one of us today is this. And I'll read a few more scriptures in just a minute. But God is saying the same thing to us today. To die... And to take on a new existence, to live a new way that God wants us to live, it takes courage. It takes a lot of it, and it takes uh, a, a continued of it, and it takes us staying in the word of God because it is truly what God has called us to. He has called us to die. He's called us to a lifestyle of dying on a day-to-day -day basis. And, and, and that's why, that's, that's where the rubber meets the road, as it were. That, that's where leaders are formed and shaped. And that's where people end up quitting and never becoming all that God has for them to become, is the unwillingness to die. And uh, so a lot of things in 2019, I think, were good. There's some wonderful things. We celebrated 25 years in 2019. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not satisfied. I'm not satisfied with um, what we did in 2019, and I'm not satisfied with where we are. Uh, I have, a, a, I think, a godly discontentment. But in order to reach the other things that I believe God has put in our hearts, in my heart, there's going to take more dying. As a matter of fact, life is just that. It is going from one state of death to another state of death and being resurrected after each one of them. And if we're unwilling to do that, then we never really accomplish what God has put us down here on this earth to accomplish. Life is that. Life is about dying. Every single day, dying. We think it's about living, but really it's about dying to the self-life. Dying to the self-life. Dying to the life that, that we think we ought to have. 
this is what I believe I'm supposed to have, and I'm, I'm willing to, I, I'm going to fight for that kind of existence. But that's not what God has called us to. He's called us really to die. And, 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 and so I think we need to, to, just like a boxer who goes into the ring, he can't go into the ring until he's had a couple of slaps on the face, a couple of hits on the, on the face, a couple of jabs in the stomach so that he is dead when he gets to the ring to any other punches, you know? In other words, uh, a person who, who is fighting, they are unprepared to go into the ring unless they have had some, some time uh, getting punched prior to. You know, if you go in as a, as a boxing, when you, I mean, not boxing, but uh, martial arts, and you go into that ring and you've just been practicing the art, you, you haven't really been sparring with anyone, you go in there, that first punch that hits you in the nose or on the cheek it's gonna, and or in your stomach, you're, you're done, aren't you? Because you're not prepared for it. And, and so most of us, because we've not really lived a life of that, of dying, when someone says something to us, boom, we, we hurt. And, and we've, not, we're not, we've not practiced denying ourselves, so every little thing hurts. Every little thing hurts. And we get jawed up, and we get upset, and we get set back because we didn't die in that situation. I want to I go forward. I don't want to go backwards. I want to go forward. So a couple of more scriptures, and then I want to uh, unpackage all of this. So here's Joshua. He's, he's got to lead this nation of knuckleheads. And that's what they really were. They were a nation of knuckleheads. The only thing that made them special was that Jesus, God, God set them apart. God made them special. God said, these are going to be my special people. But every time they got into to something and you, you just read through scriptures, they were into all kinds of stuff. And Joshua had to lead these people. So let me look at a few more things here and then we're going we're gonna to give you several things to, to take home with you. Um, look at uh, John... John chapter 12 and verse 24. John 12 and 24. And it reads, I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted into the soil and dies, it remains alone. But its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. But its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new, new lives. Look also at um, Romans chapter 8 and verse 13. It says, for if you live by its dictates, you will die. But if through the power of the Spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. So as it talks about a kernel of corn. If it abides here in our hands alone, it will never produce anything. But if it goes into the ground and dies, it will produce. And then it says here of ourselves, which it's, it's, a, it's something that it's asking us to do. It says, verse uh, 13 of Romans 8.13, it says, For if you live 
by its dictates, you will die, talking about the flesh. But if you, through the power of the Spirit, put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. That means that for us, dying should be something that we do every day. We should die every single day. Die. So listen to these eight things. Number one, death will mark the end of a new era, or end of an era. Death marks the end of an era. Death marks the end of an era. How many of you are grateful that 2019 is over with? Anyone? Just being honest. Uh, am, am I the only one? I'm grateful that 2019 is over with. I say good riddance to 2019. I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back to not near months in 2019. Not, not that they were all bad. I just don't want to go back. I, I don't want to have, I want to, I want, I think there's more to be accomplished. I think there's more to be done. I'm, I'm anticipating the new adventure. I'm ready to close this chapter. I'm ready, to, I want, I'm ready to make some new stories up, some new testimonies of what God has done. I don't want to live about what he did for me 10 years ago or 25 years ago. Nothing wrong with it. It's okay to remember it. But I'm ready to close this chapter down. I don't want to go back. And anyone that's, that, in, that's interested in growth never wants to go back. It's only people who, who re desire to remain the same, want to keep everything like it used to be, want to be back where, where it was used to be back in the day. No, back in the day. Back in the day. If you're evolving spiritually, you never want to go back to the day because you're not what you used to be. Why do you want to go back? If you're growing, why do you want to go back? If you're more than what you used to be, why do you want to go back? Why is that such a, such a sensation about going back when, you, when we're so all supposed to be growing? An apple tree never wants to go back to the seed again. Not once it begins to produce fruit. It's found its purpose. It's found its destiny. It's doing what it's supposed to do. Why in the world would it want to go back? So many times people want to talk about going back to the good old days. Uh-uh. No. The good old days are the days ahead of me. Those are the good old days. Those, are the, those will be the good days. I don't want to go back. So I'm closing 2019 down, people. I'm closing it down. I don't, I don't want to, unless I need to just kind of reflect on something or think about it, I don't want to go back to it. So it's a it's the end of an era. Death marks the end of an era. And I like that because that means I can start something new. I may be halfway up the mountain, but I got a little more to go. I want to go all the way. Number two. So, so don't get, don't get, you know, don't, don't, um, live in this wonderland of, uh, of how it used to be. 
You know what that tells me? That you went backwards. Now, I'll be honest with you, though. I was looking at some pictures of Kim and I when we went on our first cruise 16 years ago. If, if I could go back physically, I'd go back to that. <laughs> if I could go back to that, I would. I was like, I'm looking at the pictures. I was like, who's that woman I'm beside? And she looked at the pictures also and said, who's that, who's that man I'm beside? But I still don't want to go back. Because this body is not my existence. And if, I'm not, if, I've, if I've not grown, I wouldn't, go, I wouldn't want to go back to the George, even though the physical part of George was different. Could run a little further and can keep my breath a little longer and all of that. I wouldn't want to go back to it because the mental part of George was, very, was a very different person. I've developed in 16 years. Number two. Death is the beginning. Everybody say the beginning. Death is the beginning of a new adventure. Death is the beginning of a new adventure. When that kernel of wheat goes into the ground, it's saying, hallelujah, I'm going to die, and then when I come back, I'll be different. I'm going to sprout up. I'm going to have new facets of life. So I'm willing to let go of the old and die so that I can take on a whole new adventure. There's some things that as I look forward to 2020, there are some things that, 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 that I know I'm going to have to bury into the ground. I'm going to have to let them die so that, so that new life can grow. And I want to ask you this morning, what is it that you need to allow to die so that the greater might live? What is it that you might have to allow to die so that the greater might live? I think sometimes just, just if we just have a, an attitudinal, if that's the word, an attitude change, if we can just cha- let an old attitude die so that a better attitude can come up, if we can allow unforgiveness to die so that we can have some new facets of life, new people in our lives, because you infect the place. If you're walking in unforgiveness, you infect the environment. And people are, are, are walking away from you instead of coming to you. All you, have to do, all you have to do is bury unforgiveness and you're going to reap a manifold of new friends and new relationships and new people in your life. It's just really that easy because you're speaking two languages. We're all speaking a couple of languages. We speak the language that comes out of our mouth, and then we speak the ethos. What is the undercurrent? Are people repelled by you? Is there, is there, is there a reason why people don't want to be near you, around you, want to talk to you? Are you an attraction or are you a distraction? Are you repelling or are you pulling forward? And a lot of it is because of the spirit in which we're operating in. The spirit in which we're functioning in. The spirit that is in operating in us. Whatever that spirit is, we attract like-kinded spirits. 
So, so in order to get rid of the types of people that may be toxic in your life, you may have to bury an attitude, a spirit that is in you. See, we think about Christianity, and I think Western thought thinks about Christianity a little different than what I think God intended it for it to be. We think of, oh, I'm saved. I'm going to go to church tomorrow and the next day, and I'm going to spend church every, and, and, but that's the end of the journey. It's a definite thing. I'm done. No more growing here. No. True Christianity is better seen in constant, consistent change. Constant, consistent change that we're always evolving. Always evolving into a better, a better looking model of Jesus. Number three. Are y'all getting this? How many of you, how, let me ask you a question. How many of you, um, before we go to number three, how many of you get tired of being around people who are always, always, always the same negative person that they've always been? Like it's like, it's like listening to a broken record. They're always... Why don't you turn that daggone record on the other side? <laughs> Amen? Same stuff every year for the past decade. It's been the same old stuff. They've never died and put away some stuff. I believe God, even though we're in the same body, even though those who have called upon the name of Jesus, we're, we're on the same body. You know what? Sometimes we might need to wrap up something or cut off something in order for the body to keep on going. Matter of fact, it's sometimes godly to die to some relationships, even in the body. Like, you, you, know, you don't want to go? Fine. Fine, you, you just stay where you are, but I'm leaving. I'm going. I'm not mad at you. I'm not any of those things. And here's why. Because number three, death opens us up to new opportunities. Think about it this way. When you die physically, guess what awaits you? A whole new opportunity. A whole new world, a whole new existence. Now, obviously, I'm not talking about taking your life or anything like that to get there sooner. That's not what I'm saying, right? I'm saying that anytime we truly die in an area, when we wake up, there's a whole nother opportunity. Guess what? When you get rid of fear, and you bury it and sow it and get rid of it, you wake up to whole new opportunities. When you get rid of competitive jealousy, guess what? The very person you're competitively jealous of, you get to embrace as a new friend. That's new resources right there. That's a whole new world. Are y'all getting me? When you, when, you, when you let go of malice, your body is going to respond in kind. Your body's going to say, ooh. 
Right, hey, 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 this carotid artery is starting to open up. My blood pressure is starting to go down. My anxiety level is, is now a little better off. Just by burying things like that. You know, burying racism, burying prejudices. And you wake up, hmm. I feel better today. Why? Because you buried something and you're entering into a new adventure in your life. Four. What was number one? Two. Three. I was about to get on you all because I wasn't seeing no, no note taken. And I'm like, okay. I guess not. Number four, death makes us unstoppable. Death makes us unstoppable. What are you going to do to a dead man? You can't hurt him. You can't inflict pain upon them. You can't embarrass them. You can't get them sorry for themselves. You can't get them in a pity party. Death makes you unstoppable, makes us unstoppable. I want to be unstoppable. I want to be unstoppable. There was a study that they did recently, and they had two control groups. They had a, a normal functioning mind and a, and a person who had some, uh, a, a, and an autistic mind. And so with the autistic mind and the control mind, they, they noticed two things that, and, and I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to speak out of turn. I'll just tell you, I can't remember. I think it was in the frontal lobe. But anyway, um, they, they recognize that the, at the place where a person kind of feels, you know, like, like a hug does a, a lot of good for a person who, who when, they, when a person uh, is hugged, there's something in that mind that gives them, makes them feel good. It's a, it's a really feel-good kind of a thing. Well, what they notice about, about the autistic child is that, and, and I think in a, in a good way, not, not necessarily, is that they don't, they, don't, they don't take things personal. Even they don't take insults personally, and they don't take hugs necessarily personally relative to, to whatever, you know, the, the autism that's going on. Uh, it, it stayed very small, and I thought about it just for a minute. I said, you know what? In many ways, they're better off because they don't take things personally. They don't take things personally. And so we have to control our thought life, don't we? And so back here again on this one, I don't forget what the point was. What's the point? What, was, what, was the, what did I just say? It makes us unstoppable. Yeah, it makes us unstoppable. It means that, that now we're not so, so, so thinking about ourselves, consumed with ourselves, that we can make new friends that we can explore new things. Some of you all can actually go places that you've never been before. Have new friendships that you've never had before. If it's talk to neighbors that you've never talked to before. Just by getting yourself out of it, dying. It makes you unstoppable. 
Who's going to stop you? That's what I want in 2020. That's what I want to do. I, w- I want to be able to, to not be concerned so much about what this action is going to, how it's going to reflect on me, how this is going to be if I do this. How, all of those things, all of those concerns, all of those questions that we ask ourselves, should I, should I not, and, and not realizing we may be cutting ourselves out of some opportunities. I want to die to all of that. Confronting things, confronting issues, confronting people without it being personal. Few more. Few more. This is this is just just a little sober message, right? Number what? Five? What was number four? Okay. Death brings us into new relationships. Death brings us into new relationships. I think I told you this story uh, recently. If I didn't, um, I think you'll enjoy it. I told this story. You got you to know your crowd here because I told this story. I've told this story a couple of times. Some, some received it well. Some of them looked at me like, well, no, you didn't say that. So uh, one of the gentlemen that, that, uh, that's on the uh, board with me, he, he, he went through that process of God telling him, I want you to meet some new friends. And if I shared this before, maybe I did. Maybe I, did I? I already shared it with y'all. Okay, I won't share it no more then. You didn't hear it? Didn't hear it? Well, I'm going to tell it anyway. All right, because I think it, it, it does. When we die, we, it, it opens up new doors, new relationships for us. You know, we get to meet new people. I enjoy meeting new people. But sometimes I have to die. In order to, 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 to get into new people, new places, new, you know, personalities, greet, meet new people. And so, so there's a guy, uh, he's a pastor, and God told him, he says, I want you to make um, five new friends, and I want you to, to, to really invest time with them. And so he, he told us of the five new friends. I won't go into detail about who they are. But he says, one of them, he says, I want you an ethnically and racially diverse person I want you to make friends with. And he did. Matter of fact, it kind of came on him. God's like, you know, I think if once we turn our hearts towards God in areas and say that we want to do certain things and we die in a particular area, God begins to arrange opportunities for us. And so he was coming down. He was making his regular run to the hospital. And um, uh, he was coming down, and there was a lady that was coming down as well. And she was about to, be, uh, about to leave the hospital, and she recognized him as a minister. Everybody with me? She recognized him as a minister, and she said to him, uh, uh, Preacher, can you come over here and pray? Can you come over here and pray for my three children? She just had, she just had tri- triple, um, I mean, uh, what do you call them? Triplets. She just had triplets. And so he, she, she came over, and she was ethnically and racially diverse. And she, she called him over in the midst of a whole lot of people. Just like, just like Miss Joanne called us up this morning. She, she just said, come on up here. That's what he told the preacher. Come on up here. And, and, and so, you know, like, what are you going to do? You're a preacher, right? You need to go over there. But he had already had that conversation with God. And so he went over there. He said it was, it was awkward. He was uncomfortable. He didn't like the setting. He wanted to be a little more private, a little less, you know, out front. And she said, come on over here and pray for my children. Well, 
he said he said he prayed for him and she was just amening him through the prayer and and she named him Jamaica Jamaica and Jamoka Jamaica Jamaica Jamoka so what race were they See, some of y'all just, you need to die to that. Just, you need to just die to that. Oh, what, what was that? I, don't, I don't know what he was. You trying to be racist, Pastor? I'm just telling you the truth. You know we got some names. Ain't nothing wrong with him. Just, that was his name, Jamaica, Jamaica, Jamoka. Well, he stayed with that family for many years, prayed for them. Saw them through uh, jails and, and shootings. One son got shot and killed. He was there. Another son, that day that he was in our meeting, he had gotten a call that one of the sons had been uh, brought in for murder. And they called him. They asked him, well, who do you know? And he said, well, I know this minister. Pretty large church in, in that area, in the Chattanooga area. Well, he went outside of himself. I want to ask you today, how many friends do you have that are different than you? How many friends do you have that are, are, are ethnically and racially different than you? How many friends do you have that are not on your social economic status? How many people do you know that you've actually intentionally gone out there and made them your friend? Well, that's what God has called us to do. I want to die. I want to die. I want to meet new people. So I want to die. I want to die to the status quo. I want to die to people that are not like me. I want to meet new people. Have new adventures. Have new relationships. And so should you if you have the heart of Jesus Christ in you. When Zacchaeus was sitting up on the tree, he, he looked up at Zacchaeus, a tax collector, a man who had been uh, alienated from his own people because he was a rascal and stealing and taking from them their taxes. And he said, Zacchaeus, get down here. I'm coming to your house today. Nothing kept him from Zacchaeus. The woman at the well who had had five Different relationships, five different marriages. And the one she was living with at the time was not, she wasn't married to. And he was sitting there talking to her at the well. She was probably at the well because all the other women who went to the well had already shunned her and alienated her. Yet she sat there at that well. He was dead and he went over to that woman. He said, forget about me being Jewish and you being a Samaritan. I want to come, I want to minister to you. How many of us, how many of us, listen to me. How many of us have made that kind of death and that kind of opportunity available to us? New relationships. Do you know the person that's been walking down the street by your house all the time? Have you stopped? Have you talked to them? Have you, have you died to the grocery list, to the, to the, to the shopping, to the, all those other things? Have you died just a little bit just to, just to stop by and say hello to them? Who have you called just in thinking about them, wondering how are they doing? Is there anyone that you've done that to, getting out of our own comfort zones and opening up new doors? 
new opportunities. And listen to me, anytime there is a harvest, there's always a mess. So the reason I think many of us never die, never really try to go out is because, guess what? To get into other people's lives, to die to an area of our lives, we enter into a mess of someone else's life. And we really don't want to do that, do we? We don't want our time interrupted. We don't want to be inconvenienced. We don't want to miss the football game. We don't want to miss the basketball game. We don't want to miss, don't want to miss anything because we so desire to maintain our status quo to never die. But I think God wants more for us because we are his expression in the earth realm. We're his expression. And life will come alive. I remember when we had the House of Heroes and all those young men that came out of the House of Heroes and they were staying up there. You know, I call it the best of times and the worst of times. But it was good. I said it was good. It was good dying. It was good taking on a new adventure. It was good building a house and, and, and creating a place for them to stay. It was good. It was good. It was good. It was also taxing because it was messy. I mean, they were young, 20-something-year-old guys. It was messy, but I'm telling you, it was good. I believe God is calling us to that again, something like that, where we're getting our hands messy again. A few more things, a few more things. What was, number, what was the last one? Okay. All right. That means you better live by them. Number six, death is always necessary in order to reach our fullest potential in Christ. It's not, it's not a luxury. It is a necessity. If we want to be more like Christ, dying is absolutely necessary. Absolutely. And I want to tie this into number seven, death should be a daily discipline. You know, I was sitting at the game last night, and I'm running through these things, and I'm thinking about it, and I'm thinking about my wife and I, and I'm thinking about, you know, actually even before the game, uh, we went out to the game last night. I'm going to be honest, I didn't want to go. I did not want to go to the game last night. I wanted to snuggle up in my little arm, my little lazy boy chair, and pull the covers up over me and just lay there. But I knew in my heart my wife really wanted to go. She really wants, she played it off. You did too? You know you did. Yes, you did. She tried to play it off now. She really wanted to go. I knew it. I knew she wanted to go. She been wanting to go. Oh, you going to go to the game, George? I'm like, no, I ain't going to no game. <laughs> and she, but I knew. Why didn't I want to go to the game? I just didn't want to go to the game. I didn't feel like going to the game. I didn't want to sit on the bleachers. I didn't want to, I wanted to, I, you know. But listen to me. I'm trying to practice daily dying. That was on my mind. She thinks it was because of her. It wasn't because of her. I'm trying to practice this thing, man. I'm trying to practice dying. I'm trying to practice not having my own way. And so when she said, I said, I said Kim, you want to go? Oh, yeah, I'll go. And she got up and she got started getting ready. I, it was almost like, you know, like she'd been waiting for the punchline. Like and so I said, you know, I, I, I got... See, the true death is this. Death is getting yourself out of the middle. Stop always thinking about myself. Myself. 
So I said, yeah, I'm going to go. So I went up there. I put on a big act, folks. Like, I'm going to get ready. I'm put on clothes. I was like, no, I ain't dressing up. I'm just going to go. And then, then about halftime, I was like, I'm ready to go. I was hoping she'd say, I'm ready to go too. She said, she, it's, 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 it, it looks pretty close. And we, we, we ought to just be here. We ought to just stay. I said, Lord, you're killing me. But that's what I wanted, right? I asked for that, didn't I? I? That's what I'm in the process of doing. I want to die. So he's given me opportunity to die. And so, so, so we're, we're there, you know, so I said, okay. I said, all right, we'll, we'll stay. You know what I really wanted to do? I wanted to walk out and say, you catch a ride home with somebody else. That's what, I, that's what, that's what, I, that's what the self-life wanted to do. That's what the self-life wanted to do. It wanted its own way. It wanted to fuss and fight and, and just say, I'm, I'm leaving. If you come, you can come. Or you don't. No, 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 no. Peace. I wanted peace. God is teaching. He's training me. Get out of the middle, George. Daily. Daily, 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 daily. What difference does it make if someone in the cashier line gets in front of you? Matter of fact, one of the good ways of learning how to die, what, what really do you have to get home to? What really are you in a rush for? Where are you really trying to go when you need to jump in front of somebody or get mad because somebody jumped in front of you only, only to delay you one minute? One minute, one minute they took before you. I'm telling you today, practice, practice dying every day. Practice dying. Practice not getting your own way. Practice it. Practice it on a regular basis. Practice, 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 practice on every, the seemingly the smallest of things. Some smallest of things. You just say, okay, I'm going to, I don't really want to go to the grocery store for my wife. I don't really want to go. I don't really want. That's, that's, that's an opportunity to practice. Are y'all with me? It's, it's, it's really, I'm telling you, it's really just that practical. It's just that practical. Everything that you've put yourself forward for, start going backwards. You know, you see people zooming down the highway. How many of you have seen people zooming down the highway? They pass you up. They pass, you know, and then and you go into the same place. They get there two minutes before you do. There, there's just something about our nature, our human nature, that says, "Put self first. And if we'll just simply stop doing that, stop, look for opportunities to put self last. Because if we will deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow him, therein lies true life. Therein lies true life. But I don't have to have my way. I'm, I, and be at peace. Be at peace. Learn, learn, learn how to ask other people when you got two pieces of pie left. Learn to say, would you like this piece of pie? 
Would you care to have this piece of pie? You can have it if you like. But all of those things are opportunities to grow. I'm telling you, these are the types of opportunities we have before us to grow every single day. Resisting, resisting the urge to talk about other people. That'll cause a death to you. That'll cause a death to you. Are we getting somewhere today? Because see, see, 2020, we be, we should be looking for a whole different, whole different life. You know, sometimes we think we we think that the way forward is to demand our rights, demand the right to be right. And I won't fuss this thing through. I'm gonna argue, argue, argue. Me and my wife and I, we get we get on our our best arguments are really over the most the smallest of things. But I'm learning, what am I fussing about? Whether or not it was that color or not. It wasn't, I like, I think it was that color. No, nah, it wasn't that color. Yeah, it was that color. I know what I'm talking about. I don't think it was that color, George. I know, listen, I don't say much, but I, what I do say, I think I know. And all of a sudden, we I'm I'm learning. I'm, I'm just being, as I say, I'm just keeping it 100. <laughs> uh, what, we, what, what did we just, we just had a recent one just on, oh, um, oh, last night at the, ba- at the basketball game. <laughs> can, I, can I just, can, can we just, yes. uh, l- let me just, but it was all about self-life. It was all about wanting to be right. So they played a song. It was uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, September. I was like, wow. I was like, hey, man, he's, he's back to the playlist again. I said, there's a play. And Kim's like, no, I don't think that was on the playlist last year. I was like, yeah, it was on the playlist last year. She said, no, no, I don't think I've heard that one before. I said, yes, it was on the playlist. Last. And we got people around us, you know, and we're talking about was that song on the playlist or not? And then they played another one. They played another song. She said, I told you, that, that's all went on the playlist either. I'm like, yeah, it was. <laughs> I'm like, you know. And then I, then I, then I remembered. <laughs> and I stepped away from it. But that's what I'm talking about. Dying. Don't, you, you really, who cares if it's on the playlist or not? I mean, really, who, who really cares whether or not it was on the playlist? I should have said, yeah, you might be right, Kim. In my mind, I'm thinking, she ain't right. <laughs> but let me tell you, though, you compound all of those opportunities to die, and they reap a new person. They reap a new person. You become a person who is who's just like, you know what, you know, let's, let's major on the big stuff, not on the small stuff. Yeah. Now, we get over it pretty quick, you know. We, it's not like we go, it's not like World War III or anything. It's just both of us not, just want to get our way. Last one, and then we're done, okay? I hope you're getting something out of this. I, I, hope, I hope you're looking forward to 2020 
But listen to this last one here. Death marks the end of the self-life and the beginning of the God-life. Death marks the end of the self-life and the beginning of the God-life. Every, every single day, I want you to start today, just begin to practice. Practice, I mean, because it'll take a little time, but really, I mean, we're, we're evolving. Just practice, practice, practice opportunities to not have to be the first person in line. You know, you ever seen kids... Sandra, I'm sure when you were teaching elementary age kids, there'd be a mad rush to the front of the line. You know, all of them. Well, we don't lose that. We still do that, don't we? Don't we? I mean, even at 35, 40, 45, 50, 60 years old, we're still making a bad rush to the front of the line, trying to be first. You know, just, just, and then we try to squeeze in there, you know, just by squeezing in between, you know, pushing forward and all of that kind of stuff. Man, what, what if we just like, y'all just run forward. I'm not even going to waste any energy on that. And just learn how to cruise in life. I don't know about anyone else, but I'm, I'm, my plans are to die even more in 2020. That's my plan, to die even more. You know, to keep on dying. Keep on dying. Don't get upset and irritated by things, frustrated and all those types of things. You know, just, just keep on dying. You know, really the, the, real, the real heart of faith is a heart of rest. But we learn how to rest. Rest really is a great indicator that you are in faith. Restlessness is indicated that you're not in faith. And so for us to simply die. And sometimes we die in, in situations. How many have, have had uh, situations in your life where you just knew there's nothing I can do about it? So I might as well just kick back. Because there's nothing I can do about it other than to seek God's face and to rest. But that's where he wants us at on a regular basis. Stop demanding so much. Stop trying to push and trying to pull. And what is it, what is it about you is not. It's not. It's not about George anymore. You know. Let the will of the Lord be done. Amen. Well, I hope you got something out of this in 2020, 2019. Um, 2019, I hope it was a great year. Hope, hope you had a wonderful time in 2019. But 2019, two days from now, will be gone. So let bygones be bygones. Let it go. Let it go. And you pick up 2020 and you just be a new version. Looking forward to being a different version of yourself. Amen. You've been listening to the Change Lives, Changing Lives radio broadcast, a ministry of New Day Christian Church. Please visit us at our website at www.newdaycc.com. Again, that's www.newdaycc.com. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, please tell others. And if you ever get the opportunity, 
please come visit us at New Day Christian Church.